Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 132. And I've called this talk, It's Time to Speak Up. It's time to speak up. Lessons on seeing it like it is, even if it causes offense. Lessons on when to say something, when to move ahead, when to stop and wait. These are all lessons that we've been looking at these last couple of weeks from the early, early uh, first believers in the book of Acts. Uh, when to speak your truth, even if you know it will cause offense. When to say what is right and true, even if you know it will get you into trouble. Or, uh, you know, what, like, aren't we supposed to not cause trouble, though? I mean, aren't we supposed to be sensitive and be sensitive to everyone's needs and not rock the boat? And aren't we supposed to keep the peace as followers of Jesus? Jesus would say, wherever did you get that idea? Wherever did you get that idea? Jesus' whole life was all about speaking the truth, telling it like it is. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. I'm in the book of Acts, which is all about the, really it's a description uh, written by Luke, the guy who wrote the book of Luke. And it's, it's all about the adventures of the early believers. One of the things that Jesus said before he left his students, so we have Easter and then we have the resurrection, meaning he is alive. He appeared to them. He was with them all for about 40 days. And on the 40th, 40th day, he said, now I'm leaving. I'm not gonna leave you all alone. I'm going to send you someone who will come and help you. I want you to wait. I don't want you to go anywhere. I don't want you to say anything. I want you to wait on this gift that I'll be sending you. And that gift, one of the names of that gift is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has many names, but it's like the energy and the power of God. And it's a special gift that gives guidance, gives you insight. It's kind of gives you insight, first of all, into God, which we need all the time, right? Because we're not very clear about that. So this Holy Spirit gives insight into God. It gives insight into understanding the scripture, which we've all had this. This is like the aha moments where you hear a line and you think, oh, that's what that means. Oh, that's who the Holy Spirit is or whatever. That's the part of the work of the energy or the power or the spirit of God is to give insight. And as I said, the gift of the Holy Spirit has many different names, but we'll just stick to a couple of names in, in this teaching. We'll call the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit or the paraclete. That's another word uh, means to come alongside, one who comes alongside. Jesus said, now I'm leaving. I want you to just stay put. Don't do anything until you have this gift. And when that gift comes, it will guide you into all 
truth. Now, why this is so important is, is because, as you know, we live in a world of lies, right? We, I mean, we, there's a truth crisis just now, isn't there? Well, that is here in North America. You never know who you, who you can believe and who, who's telling the truth and who's exaggerating and you turn on the news and you think, is that true or is this true? Or So now more than ever, we need this help, I suppose we would say, to discern what is true and what is lies, what is just absolute nonsense. And one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, is to guide us into all truth. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. And this actually is 50 days after Easter. We don't count the Sundays, which means it's Pentecost. And Pentecost really is the birthday of the church. It was really the day, 50 days after Easter, that the Holy Spirit fell. And the passage tells us, I'm going to give you some information here from Acts chapter 2. So Jesus said, now I want you to wait for the Holy Spirit. Don't do anything. I'm going to send you this gift. So they all wait around together. There's about 120 of them. They stay close to each other. They're waiting, they're talking, they're praying, they're eating together, basically hanging out together. And then one day, on the 50th day, pente is just basically Latin for 50. On the 50th day, when they're gathered together, the gift comes. And it's described like fire. It's described like fire. The spirit is described like tongues of fire descend from heaven. And the gift comes to the entire group. So it's not so much like just one person gets the gift. They all get this visible manifestation of God's power. And Luke describes it like, it's like a strong, fierce wind, he says, and it starts to blow and then there's this fiery light that descends. It's kind of gentle, but it's really powerful. And it's like tongues of fire and it descends on each one of them. And they all begin to speak out about the wonders of God. And they're all there from different countries. And yet there's no translation difficulty. Everyone hears the message of Jesus died and resurrected in their own language. So this amazing thing happens on the birthday of the church, that the spirit falls, the gift comes. And of course, immediately when the gift comes, people start to criticize and think, what? Because as usual, right, the group's divided. And of course, they're in the temple courts at the time and the group's divided. I mean, people look at this and some people look at it and they say, wow, this is kind of an amazing thing. Uh, God's coming in an unusual way and giving people insight and gifts. That's one group. And then the other group says, they're all crazy. They're all drunk. 
It's nothing to do with God. So <laughs> right from the beginning, you know, people are in disagreement about is this Holy Spirit who has come a good thing or is it a bad thing? Peter stands up and he says, listen, let me tell you what's happening here. This is exactly what the ancient prophet Joel predicted 900 years ago. We're not drunk. We're happy with the power of the Holy Spirit and the energy of God. We're not drunk. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Come on. I'll tell you what's happening here, Peter says. Joel predicted this a long, long time ago. He said, the Spirit will be poured out on all flesh. Young men, old men, young women, old women, slaves, free people, everybody, everyone, no status is going to be left out. And they will prophesy. They will prophesy. Now, that doesn't really mean that much to us because we don't really use that word often, do we? I mean, if somebody says to you, if somebody said to you, God's going to give you the gift of prophecy, well, you might even say, well, I don't really even want that. I don't even know for sure what it is and I don't even want it. But here's the thing about prophecy. The gift of prophecy isn't so much about predicting the future. I mean, it can be used in that way in the scripture. But the gift of prophecy is more about accurately seeing and discerning what's going on in a situation, right? It's seeing what's true. It's having the ability to know who is telling the truth. Gift of prophecy is insight into why people do what they do. You're looking at, you're reading motives, really. You're seeing who's authentic and who isn't. Actually, the gift of prophecy can work on yourself too. It doesn't have to necessarily be for a situation or other people. It can be for you. It's seeing prophecy, and understood in this way, is, is seeing what motivates someone or yourself, why people say what they say, why they do what they do. Is this person authentic? Is this person truthful? So obviously, you have to see beyond their words because people can sound very true. People can sound very earnest, right? We see this on the news all the time. People can sound very passionate. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true. So in many ways, prophecy has got to be one of the most valuable, practical gifts that God can give us today. Oh, and by the way, the thing about Pentecost is about the Spirit coming. This isn't just something that happened 2,000 years ago. The, the giving of the Spirit happens all the time. Remember St. Paul, one of the first leaders, said, you know, anytime you're in, you, anytime you're in trouble, you can call for the advocate to come by your side and give you exactly what you need to speak truth. Anytime you're in any kind of trouble and you need to quickly figure out how to respond, what to say, what to do, it's like, yeah, you can have the same prayer as these first believers, which was come Holy Spirit. 
It's like, yes, come, Holy Spirit. We need discernment. We need discernment. Prophecy, it's speaking truth to a situation. It's speaking truth, maybe it's to a person. Actually, the prophets all over Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, basically speak out what's true. They tell it like it is. Nobody else wants to mention the elephant in the room. The prophet mentions the elephant in the room. The prophet would be the one that would say, hey, you see this elephant? This needs to be addressed. That's prophecy. Truthfulness. Jesus did it all the time. All the time. He was a prophet and more, a lot more. But he was definitely a prophet. Jesus, this is his entire life. He would critique culture. He would critique the religious institution of the day, which he was not particularly fond of because it was so corrupt. Wouldn't you love to know what he would say about it today? Strong words, I think. Not necessarily always good words either. Jesus did this all the time. It's like, I'm telling you, like it is. And remember what he said to his religious leaders. Basically, you're rotten to the core. You're pretending to be something that you're not. And I see right through you. And so does God. It's very, very truthful that way. Very truthful. So when the <laughs> disciples, actually the disciples had a hard time being truthful because before the Spirit came because they didn't want to get into any trouble, right? Like us. I mean, they want to, you know, have a peaceful life. They're trying to have a peaceful life. But uh, wow, once the Spirit came, no more peace, that's for sure, because they have this urgency to say what is true. So the day the gift came, they're all filled with the energy and the power of God and they're speaking out truth and they're filled with joy and purpose and meaning and energy. I mean, the word is dynamite. It comes from the word dunamis, the power of God. Peter's looking on this scene and he says to the ones who are criticizing, he says, this is, we're not, listen, this is what Joel said would happen. This is the Holy Spirit. This is what God promised us. And it's available to us all. Now, let me just move to some uh, application here because uh, we could go on about the book of Acts for a long time. But what's really interesting is, is that uh, the Holy Spirit with us today, right? The Holy Spirit, known as the Spirit of Truth, the one who guides us into all truth. Not only did the Holy Spirit give these first believers insight into what to say, into not only did the Spirit give insight into where to go, not only did the Spirit give courage to say it, but they also got insight into themselves. So, you know, truth is sort of a complex thing because 
when you start to see truth, it's not just, you don't just see truth in other people or in particular situations. You start to get insight into yourself. And this is really the realm of the Holy Spirit. Peter is a wonderful example because what was it, eight weeks ago he was too scared to open his mouth? Eight weeks ago when Jesus was uh, arrested, he is standing by the fire. Someone asks him, hey, do you know this Jesus? He says, absolutely not. I I know nothing about him. Something has changed, right? In eight weeks, something's changed because as soon as the Spirit comes, and empowers him, comes alongside him and empowers him, he suddenly has the courage to stand up and face thousands of people and say, hold on here, don't criticize us. We're not drunk. This is the promised Holy Spirit. And he goes on to talk about Christ crucified and Christ raised And he also goes on to point out, and this is really even amazing, he says, and furthermore, I won't give you the whole sermon, but just to make the point, he said, furthermore, you, you who are all listening to me, you are the ones who caused Christ to be arrested. It's your responsibility. And then he goes on to invite them to turn away from their wrong ways and turn back to what's right and what's even more amazing is thousands of them actually responded. But he's a great example of the gift of prophecy and how it works because he went from being very fearful and being pretty much led by that emotion, that, the fear, to eight weeks later the spirit comes, he manages to put the fear to the side have the spirit, the advocate, stand with him and he speaks out his truth. He's less hesitant, he's braver, he's more courageous, he's more confident, he's certainly more outspoken and he's much more truthful. He steps into a newfound confidence that he doesn't have eight weeks ago. Peter would say, yeah, that's exactly what this gift does. That's exactly how the gift of the Holy Spirit works. This is exactly the way that the gift of prophecy works. It helps you bypass your usual way of doing things that often trip you up and it helps you move ahead in truth. The same spirit that helped Peter is exactly the same one available to us today for the situations that we find ourselves in. Maybe there's something going on in your family and you're hesitant to say anything in case it rocks the boat, but you know that it's the right thing to say. Peter would say, yeah, I know how that feels. Move ahead and the advocate will be by your side. Speak out your truth. Don't compromise yourself. Say what needs to be said. It's, it's, it's not easy, but it's a part of spiritual and emotional growth. Maybe you see all sorts of corruption at your work. 
Maybe you're tempted to just go along with it. No, Peter would say. Stand with the advocate. Call on the Holy Spirit. Say what needs to be said. Yeah, say what needs to be said. Maybe you're ignoring something that should be brought out into the light. Maybe you're in a relationship and there's something there that is, is just wrong. It's just wrong. But you're hesitant. Jesus would say, the truth sets you free. The truth sets you free. Maybe you're avoiding taking a stand because you don't want division. Well, you know what? There's going to be division in you if you don't take the stand because that's what happens, doesn't it? I mean, when we don't take a stand, then we start to compromise ourselves, And that has all sorts of implications for us, isn't it? That's a different kind of discomfort. Maybe you see something in your kids' school. Maybe you see something in your home ownership association. Really, whatever people gather. Whatever people gather, whatever people make decisions, you know, there's going to be times where you're stepping back and you're thinking, this makes no sense at all. This is wrong. Yeah. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Truth is getting rarer. Jesus said, you have everything you need to speak your truth. When the Spirit comes, when the Advocate comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, the Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. It's like, where do you need truth in your life? There's the prayer, there's the heart cry. Where, where do I need to be truthful? Who do I need to be truthful to? Is it, is it myself? Do I need to start telling myself the truth? Do I need to speak out truth to someone else or to a particular situation? Where am I being silent where I should be speaking? Where am I being held back? Yeah, Pentecost. What a wonderful gift. It helps us, the Holy Spirit helps us take a stand. The Holy Spirit gives us the strength to hold a position. The Holy Spirit gives us the strength to say what's wrong, even if people don't agree with us. The Holy Spirit, the advocate, right by our side, giving us that courage, giving us that strength. So if you are in that position today, you're thinking, I'd really like to be more truthful here. I'd really like to be able to speak up. I want to make a change. That is the exact gift that the Spirit is pouring out upon you. It's the exact gift. So be encouraged. It's not as though you're going to be without fear, right? It's more a case you're going to 
be able to move ahead in spite of your fear. It's like, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're with me, empowering me by my side and my advocate. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.